Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. I'm Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for 13 years. I'm passionate about sporting our Second Amendment right, and in this podcast, we will cover a variety of topics that are related to the Second Amendment, the firearm industry, and other topics of the day. I'll also try and maybe put bring in a sports story or updates on what's going on in my life. So, welcome. This is the uh, 35th episode of this podcast, and I am just past 2,000 downloads I got notified this week, which, you know, I've said this before, I didn't think anybody was actually ever going to be listening to this, and so that there are at least a few people listening encourages me to keep going on. So I'm hoping people are getting a little something out of this, and I will I'll keep going on because I'm having a good time doing it, and it helps me uh, focus on some other things. So Last week, the we had a big, I, I really consider it a very big ruling out of the 9th District in California, where in a 2-to-1 decision, the 9th District Appeals Court ruled that large capacity magazines are unconstitutional, a ban, I'm sorry, the banning of the uh, large capacity magazines are unconstitutional and violate the Second Amendment. Judge Lee, who wrote the uh, opinion. In his opinion, he wrote a ton of really good information in this. It's The opinion itself is 80-some pages. The His his portion of it is probably about 50 pages. I'll put a link to it here in, my, uh, in the show notes uh, so you can go read it. I encourage you to read it because there is a ton of gold in there. He addresses many, many arguments that the left has had around uh, gun control and shows how historically that uh, it's it's just inaccurate. But in this particular ruling, it was brought by several plaintiffs that sued the Attorney General of California wanting the ability to to buy and possess high-capacity magazines. And by California law, that is anything that holds greater than uh, 10 rounds. So in this ruling, the court first ruled that firearm magazines are protected under the Second Amendment. Second, they held that high-capacity magazines are commonly owned and used for lawful purposes and are not considered unusual arms. And finally, they said that existing prohibitions are not long-standing and do not enjoy a presumptive of lawfulness. So those were some three tests that they kind of ran everything through. They said that the California Penal Code struck at the core right of law-abiding citizens for self-defense by banning high-capacity magazines within the home. And second, the panel held that the ban substantially burdened our core Second Amendment rights. Judge Lee wrote that the law imposes a substantial burden on the right to self-defense. He explained that there are people that live out in the rural areas, and this is one of the you know points, that they live out in rural areas where local law enforcement sheriffs are miles away, and law and buying things can need that access to protect themselves because they don't know when the, the police may get, be getting there. They all, he also referenced people that are living in high crime areas and communities that either distrust or depend less on law enforcement and rely on their firearms to protect themselves and their, and their families. So in there, and there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of things in here that you know, keep this ruling close by when you're discussing the Second Amendment with uh, your uh, liberal friends. So he said, you know, millions of Americans own, Judge Lee did, own high-capacity magazines. He, the estimate right now it's about 115 million. He said they're used in many handguns. And in Heller, D.C. versus Heller, the court recognized that the handgun is a quintessential self-defense weapon. So without the magazines, the handgun becomes useless. He said the Second Amendment is also 
of a fundamental right rooted in both text and tradition. And however, the Supreme Court held that American that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to keep and bear arms. He brought up a lot of historical facts that you'll often hear um, out of the left when they're talking about high-capacity magazines and how our forefathers could not have ever you know, foresaw some of these types of firearms that they're trying to outlaw. So, But he also noted that gun control and um, gun confiscation goes all the way back to the 1600s when the British began persecuting their political enemies and began to dispossess all their firearms from people that they felt were dangerous to the kingdom. And then whenever you fast forward to the revolutionary times, that's what they were attempting to do. And that's what they were headed to do whenever we had the, the um, infamous shot her around the world. And that's ultimately led to the, the beginning of the, the revolutionary war. So he talked about how in the ruling that large capacity magazines are not unusual and that he defined commonality um, as determined by statistics and nearly half of the magazines in the United States hold more than 10 rounds. And the record shows that such magazines were overwhelmingly owned and used for lawful purposes. He did also note that semi-automatic weapons and multi-shot firearms were not novel to our, our founders. So, you know, the first firearm that could fire more than 10 rounds without reloading was invented in 1580. And rapid fire guns were patented as early as 1718. So, and the Giordani air rifle developed in 1779 had a 22-round capacity. So, whenever we're looking at the Second Amendment and saying, oh, this is not what the father, forefathers had in mind, they were fully aware of this type of technology, and so it was not unusual at that point in time. Now, Judge Lee also then went down another area, which I think is very interesting in his ruling, about how the denial of the right to self-defense is, is, is rooted in racism in our country. So after the founding... You know, he, several states started severely limiting or pro, after the, prohibiting of firearms by, by slaves, freed slaves, and others. And the judicial branch even played a role in denying black Americans. In Dred Scott versus Sanford, Chief Justice Taney stated a series of horrible things that would happen if blacks were considered citizens. He said it would give blacks the right to enter every other state wherever they pleased, exercise full liberty of speech, to hold public meetings and to keep and carry arms wherever they want. So those, if if we considered blacks uh, normal citizens, those are some horrible things that would begin to happen. So following the Civil War, state legislations, black codes, Jim Crow started denying freed slaves their Second Amendment rights. Armed bands of ex-Confederates roamed the country disarmony and terrorizing uh, African Americans. Uh, Republicans in Congress fought back against these efforts and of disarming the black Americans by enacting the Freedom Bureau of Act of 1866 but the, and the Civil Rights Act of 1866, both guaranteed all persons the right to self-defense. Self -defense. But, but despite this, things like the Ku Klux Klan and other terrorists continue to uh, slaughter thousands of unarmed black Americans. So, again... Going back to the root of the self of the Second Amendment and our 
right to self-defense and that how high-capacity magazines are integral in that part of the, of the amendment. There's a lot in this ruling. You know, he concludes by saying that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right, nor is self-defense a disposition granted at the state's mercy. He said, moreover, the Second Amendment is not a relic, but a right that is exercised hundreds of times on any given day. This is another thing, another argument that we can He's brought up that guns are used for defensive purposes, and this is not argued anywhere, anywhere between 657 to 6,600 Americans uh, use guns every single day of the year to defend themselves. That's up to 2.5 million times that we use guns to defend themselves. So the ban on high-capacity um, high magazine infringes on the Californians, particularly the right to self-defense, and criminalizes possession of half the magazines in, the, in America today. So that was their ruling. And the other thing that's interesting to note, too, Want to know that Judge Lee was a Trump appointee. So the Ninth District has historically been very left leaning. In past years, it would have been unheard of to have a ruling like this come out of them. But the judge, but the judges have been um, replaced by Trump, and he has been able to place many conservative uh, judges on those on that court. So we are seeing some good things happening. Now, where does it leave us today? Well, it's kind of in a holding pattern, I'm waiting to see what the Attorney General of California is going to do. He could take this to the Supreme Court, which really would be a favorable thing for us because then it would allow this to get in front of the Supreme Court where they could uh, make a final decision and, and send a lot of other cases back for different rulings. So right now, Californians still aren't actually able to purchase high-capacity magazines, even though dealers are now willing to sell it to them. But I think there's a September 1 deadline, and we will see what happens, and we'll follow to see exactly what the Attorney General in California's response is. But again, <laughs> I blew through this, this, but the, the arguments that Judge Lee puts in his ruling are ones that we need to be able to lean back on as we continue to fight for our, the Second Amendment. And so I'm going to link to this to the to the decision in the notes. Go keep it safe at some place. Be able to refer back to it because now we have from a judge rulings and opinions that uh, we can reference back to in in other arguments. So it was a very positive day for at least the Second Amendment in California, which that doesn't happen very often. I appreciate you listening. If, Again, like this episode, go ahead and subscribe and you know, give it a five-star rating if you like. Share it with your friends. Email me. Always in there. Follow us on social media. And uh, have a good day, and we will talk to you next week.